0: <clears throat> uh <coughs> oh, oh,
1: to our podcast within podcast pottering around the harassed garden gnome of mangum reeds we are three muggles who are supremely excited that crookshanks is enjoying himself my name is sarah i am joined as always by my co-host bj and spencer how are you all doing
0: right on the same page with you with respect to crookshanks whenever that bottle brush tail just appears happily like a flag running through the scene i get happy it's was, amazing what effect that bit character has on me
1: i was so delighted that the bottle brush tail made a reappearance
0: It's just a cat with such pride, the bottle brush trail has just ride through like he's a knight carrying his banner with him as he rides through the scene.
1: So we are on, what number chapter are we on? Chapter five. Chapter five. Um, Weasley's Wizard Wheezes, your namesake has finally come up, BJ. I I now understand
2: why you used this name (laughs) and why you decided how perfect it was, and- I play the long game, BJ. I I appreciate and agree with you. <laughs> because like pretty much everybody else, very few other people are entertained by <laughs> by the things
1: that entertain them. Yes, and we what? will we will get to the Weasley twins. And their wheezes Um, but we have some segments that we do here we have a rapid-fire recap we have BJ's wizard wheezes uh, newbies notes with Spencer and BJ house points and then questions uh, queries qualms quibbles and that's what we do
0: indeed and we have fun (laughs) doing it
1: yes Um, so are we ready to get to the recap
0: well it depends because while you have your average two-minute goal and you did win for one point last time you do have the option of going for two if you're willing to make a bet what are you in the mood for tonight?
1: I think I am going to make a bet, um, although cool. I'm playing a little fast and loose with this one because while this is a relatively short chapter and there are some kind of fluffy conversations that happen, there is, there are a lot of details that happen in this sort of dialogue-heavy chapter that are important. So we're going to see if this works. I would like to put my bet, Spencer, in for 1 minute and 53 seconds.
0: OK, I'm writing it down. Got the stopwatch ready. Uh, whenever you'd like to start, we are ready to go. <sighs> breathe, breathe, take a drink. Think think, <laughs> think, about Crookshanks rooting you on. I will fly through this Lament recap that you like do Crookshanks. Not have a <laughs> like Crookshanks through a scene, this recap will be done soon.
1: Oh, like sands through the time turner. <laughs> Thus are the bottle brush tales of our lives. This is okay. All right. <laughs> okay, focus on the recap. You're going off, Got of, it. Going off the field. <laughs> So Harry comes out of the fireplace and Fred bombards him with questions about Dudley eating what is apparently called a ton-tongue toffee. Fred and George have been inventing them over the summer. We also get to get to meet the two elder Weasley Uh, kids, Charlie, who works with dragons in Romania, and Bill, who does something for Gringotts that seems much cooler than being a banker. Mr. Weasley emerges from the fireplace yelling at Fred, apparently Dudley's tongue got four feet long before the Dursleys would let him shrink it. Mrs. Weasley comes in mid-diatribe and it's clear Mr. Weasley didn't actually want her to know about this. She however suspects it has something to do with Weasley's wizard Wheezes, which Harry finds out as he, Ron, Hermione, and Jenny make their escape is the twins' entrepreneurial enterprise inventing and selling fake wands, trick suites, etc. They have order forms. And while Mrs. Weasley was already uh, primed to disapprove of something like this, it's not helped by the fact that Fred and George got their exams back and did not get as many owls as one might hope. Percy emerges to see what the racket is and is very Percy. He's writing a very important report on standardized cauldron thicknesses for the Department of International Magical Cooperation and cannot be disturbed. They retreat to Ron's room where Pig, nay Pigwidgeon, is zooming about. Crookshanks is out in the garden chasing gnomes. They head down to help set up for dinner. Molly Weasley continues to lament the twins, not helped by the fact that she picks up one of their trick wands, while Bill and Charlie are playing air-based bumper carts with the tables in the garden. They sit down to dinner, and Percy dominates the conversation with talk of his cauldron report and his boss, Mr. Crouch. The conversation turns to ministry gossip. Ludo Bagman got the Weasleys the tickets to the World Cup. Bertha Jorkins is still missing, and there's another big event coming up after the world cup but that is top secret speculation about the world cup ireland's probably all around better but bulgaria has the single best player victor crumb after strawberry ice cream harry ron and hermione are finally alone and ron wants to know if he's hurt from sirius harry's just decided not to tell them about his scar hurting when mrs weasley sends them to bed
0: almost exactly 153 well
1: done. Ooh, thank you <laughs> um points for the round thank you very much so what <laughs> The, there are certainly some conversations that I have skimmed over in this, um, in this recap that we might want to visit uh, in more detail. But before we get there, BJ, I get to wheeze, wheeze away, <laughs> my get, friend. And you
2: finally know what it means. <laughs> Tongue-tongue toffee is a pretty great thing, fairly funny, and also interesting that they never sort of share this with any of the. Uh, "Quote unquote heroes of the book," because um, this does seem like something that they would talk about a little bit more. Because um, why be hush hush about it if you're just going to leave it around the house?
0: Because Molly Weasley exists.
1: Yes, none of this sure. should be happening in the house. And in fact, um, once again, this is a little little spoilery on just a relatively minor detail. I can't remember if it's in the next chapter or a little bit later in the book, possibly in the next book. I don't, I don't remember, now I don't remember, um, but Molly gets mad about this again and purges the house of all Weasley, Wizard Wheezes stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, it is just gone. Gotcha. Now, um, Fred and George Weasley are Fred and George Weasley, so it is not perhaps the disaster that one might think. Nevertheless, M- Molly Weasley goes on the warpath.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm presuming this is like trying to take care of a insect infestation with a fly swatter and it's like mm-hmm. you can put a lot of work in and get all <laughs> of them that you see but that's not the way to go about really stamping it out
1: mm-hmm. it's a very ineffective game of whack-a-mole the,
0: the trick is learn to love the process of just smacking them if she can appreciate the enjoy the process of punishing her children it then just becomes a mutually beneficial arrangement
1: take a lesson from that's kirk
0: <laughs> clearly interesting yes <laughs> Um,
1: <laughs> we do not condone child abuse on this podcast.
2: <laughs> Harry Potter series might.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, there is that. I
2: wonder if there is a little bit of a stand-in for the author in how Harry views Bill.
1: Mm. Okay, because on that. it's a pretty gushing description, isn't it?
2: It's mm-hmm. a very gushing description of what was not cool in the nineties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's real eighties punk rock, isn't he? <laughs>
2: yeah it's it's i mean you actually i would say even earlier than that punk rock but like the like 70s 80s and maybe early 90s if you really push it but like the what she's describing as the uh tall long hair tied back in a ponytail wearing an earring uh looked like a fang dangling from it and not out of place in a rock concert with leather boots but aren't actually leather but dragon hide is like the quintessential... I mean, really what it is, Banker trying to be cool in the 90s, mm-hmm. but...
0: <laughs> hey, the Grateful Dead are still on tour.
2: <laughs> right, and so it's just like, well, she's of the age that that might be somebody that she would be interested in. <laughs>
1: that mm. is that is an excellent point. I will say, this is one of those things where like, we don't see a lot of Bill in the movies, but I think they they the writers and producers probably had Somewhat of the same reaction to this description that you have p j and have um not done that thing not done yeah. that thing they they 've made him essentially like a more hipster cool, which makes sense in the time in which the movies were made specifically
2: yeah and and that 's like I think what makes sense to go with it um, we 've <laughs> talked about books and stories being of a time and place mm-hmm. um, and this one isn 't the right one. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, sometimes okay. sometimes wizard fashion and muggle fashion just don't correlate, BJ. Yeah, it, it's
0: gotcha. pl- the ten year cycles are just off. They're they're they're, <laughs> they're going to catch up eventually. They're going to go full hipster in like twenty like twenty thirty, but they're not there yet.
2: Yeah, there's going to be a uh, a wizard flying around on a broom, vlogging around a typewriter <laughs> in about five ten years. No,
0: they're doing that already. Um, we learned that from them.
2: So. Um, it's interesting that that Percy seems to be a real queen fan, um, because <laughs> apparently fat bottom cauldrons make the wizarding world go round.
0: At least for him, yeah.
2: Uh <laughs> it just is interesting how he has gone from like how he was at school to what seems like a little bit of the wrong job for him, maybe. <laughs> um like, well, it, it's just a it seems like J.K. was just like, he's anal retentive, so I'm going to continue with him being anal retentive, and it doesn't matter what or where.
1: What job do you think he should have had?
2: I think he would have been gr- great at doing any sort of like, in- like, reporting on inspections rather than trying to like, take the inspections and document them. Like, I don't know. This just doesn't seem like quite the right side of things. I think he would be the perfect wizarding TSA agent.
1: Well, so we do have a lot of evidence that, like, Percy wants to be Minister of Magic someday. Like, that he wants mm-hmm. to climb the Ministry of oh, yeah. And And, I mean, this is just an entry-level job. Like, I think he took what he could get.
2: That's, well, he definitely could have gotten something in, in his father's department. And his I mean, that is, is, is absolutely what he does not favors. want. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: do we Percy ever even see. see Percy and Mr. Weasley, like, actually interact with each other at any point?
0: No, no, that's not a
1: good I think Diver, they avoid right each there. other a little bit. They do not seem to, like, go well together.
2: I was going to say, so that's another thing that we'll have to keep track of. Does Harry have good chapters only when um, he has his owl? Uh-huh. And does does Percy ever interact? <laughs> does actually Percy ever interact with anybody, or does he just interact with the world, like at the world, and then people are in front of him? Yeah, I, think, that you, I think you got the right like, what,
1: preposition there. The at the world is really important.
2: <laughs> Now, Percy's that one family member of where the rest of the
0: family is so thoroughly annoyed with him, they assume the rest of the world will be too. It's shown by the fact that any time Harry starts to start a pretty polite conversation with, with Percy, it even seems like he's vaguely interested, another family <laughs> member swoops in with the purpose of saving Harry, even though Harry doesn't really feel like he needs to be saved, necessarily.
1: That's a that's a really fair point. Um, Harry has continually tried to be n- nice to Percy. <laughs>
0: civil civil civil. he has
1: tried to interact with him at least on like a vaguely human level
0: (laughs) i think he's the only one that even tries anymore everybody else Mm -hmm. just kind of immediately goes okay let's end that nonsense let's go blow something up and just leaves stage left
1: what else are you wheezing about bj um did anyone eat anything wrong in this chapter well there was a
2: lot of weird things going on in the (laughs) kitchen and i do i i will have a question in my wheezing portion um, there were a lot of interesting things going around, like scooping up potatoes with a dustpan and then dumping it onto a cutting board, which just made me cringe. Because <laughs> if you can just levitate the potatoes, why are you doing it with a dustpan? Like, th- I know that it gives an image of what's going on that it's frenetic or something but again you know internal consistencies in your magical world please
0: (laughs) molly weasley was pretty on tilt during that scene i don't know if she was necessarily (laughs) issuing the magical command she even intended to um
2: but the food that is described are ham and chicken pies boiled potatoes and desserts and a couple of other things and we get molly weasley cooking and a white sauce comes out of her wand Mm -hmm. now we're not going to address some certain fan fictions that replaced wand with something else in this scene but we are going to ask what on earth do you think this white sauce was and did it go into the pie and if so explain
1: i mean i think it's just a white like it's a white gravy that's serving as the
2: the the binder for the pie yeah because then then it's not I wouldn't call it common. white,
1: I mean, but...
2: Well, but that, that's what's in the text.
1: I, no, I know. <laughs> well, actually, I also, mean, couldn't it have been a sauce for the potatoes?
2: I don't know. It could have been, but that would be weird. Like, I guess you could have boiled potatoes with, like, a white sauce poured over them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's relatively common. Or maybe you boil common. the potatoes a little in more... a white sauce? No, I mean, like, boiled potatoes with a white sauce over them is relatively common in, like, Scandinavian countries.
0: Okay,
2: so so maybe it was that.
0: Uh, Practical is a question of timing. When she put the sauce out, wasn't she still using the trick wand too?
2: That we're just <laughs> gonna ignore that. That that <laughs> does seem like what happened and also plays back into wands don't do anything, they're just a creation of, of of economy. Um and then lastly, uh I will pose another question. When you imagine a bandy legged cat, mm-hmm. what do you imagine?
1: A cat with legs that sort of, like, their their knee-elbow things go out to the side. Okay. I so, mean, because so that there, is if the definition them...
0: of
2: bandy-legged. I
0: mean, it, it means the same thing as bow-legged, right?
1: Yes, that's the, right. that's the word I was
0: actually looking for. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm picturing a cat that walks in a room like a cowboy going through the saloon.
2: Yes. I, I just wanted to make sure that we're on the same page and that that is the image that we are trying to have in our minds of how Crookshanks walks.
1: <laughs> I think Crookshanks um, lumbers. Mm.
2: I, I'm, I'm fine with a lumber, um, but I also just want, want to reiterate that I don't know what interactions J.K. Rowling has <laughs> with the, the normal world, but I'm not sure what they are.
0: Well, thank you, BJ. As a result of highlighting that issue, now I'm picturing Crookshanks and chaps during all the scenes that he appears in, and this is just getting to be a much weirder book. <laughs>
2: Uh, oh. And every time he he walks in to do something, you hear like the cowboy walking into a bar.
0: Uh, the sound of Spurs jingling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've done this. Kirkshanks is now a stand-in for Clint Eastwood whenever I'm, he appears. I'm
1: fine with that. Well, Kirkshanks does have a penchant for violence that would track with that. <laughs> <laughs> he is a law-abiding cat. <laughs> mm. So, <Spencer. laughs>
2: uh, now that I have finished... tearing up the chapter with my wheezes, Uh, we should move on to a newbie's notes.
0: Okay. Uh, Well, first things first, kind of an overarching point of this chapter, this may be the most descriptive chapter yet. Mm -hmm. We get a lot of scene descriptions. We get a lot of character descriptions. I don't know if I've had a full and accurate, uh, you know, depiction of the Weasleys in my mind really before this chapter. And we get a lot. We get, like, long paragraph descriptions of several even relatively minor Weasleys. Um, as you highlighted, we get the weird semi-punk rock uh, Weasley that was just unexpected and odd. It seems like it seems like the the Jacob Rowling really wants us to just automatically understand that this is the cool one, and I don't think she sticks that landing. She tries. Don't think I'm 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 going along with it fully, but fine. He's the confident one, if nothing. Else.
2: I mean, like if this is somebody dressing up as the fawns to be cool which <laughs> there, no there was a point in yes. time that might have worked but it was short and not not at this point
1: well and let's uh, let's be honest like do are any of us under the impression that jk rowling ha- is herself cool <laughs> she's rich that's uh, halfway there sure. in some understandings yeah i <laughs> i think that there are people
2: that would Harry Potter fans would probably have considered her that way until she went on Twitter
1: That's, mm. yeah she is a woman who needs to just stay away from there's a lot of people that are in that category yes um, um however I, I she is very obviously not a cool person in the world
0: uh, one thing that is cool about this though is that it is really appreciated that I have a much better physical description of a lot of the characters like I don't think mm-hmm. we do have a description of like Hermione in like two or three books so mm-hmm. it's nice to have you know the emphasize the, the quintessential, very bushy hair and the big front teeth. I have kind of forgotten about that, just because I have seen Emma Watson in the character and I just kind of start defaulting towards that direction.
2: Yeah, Uh, I I think that's one of the big, I won't say problems per se with the movies, but they they stick so well Mm -hmm. that once you're familiar with certain actors playing certain characters, that's all you can have.
1: It's really hard to get that out of your head, yeah.
0: One thing i kind of done in my head is i kind of pictured all the weasleys as being exact carbon copy cutouts of each other just maybe like different sizes like russian nesting dolls kind of look thing mm-hmm. um that's really not the case after this chapter they're actually no. a surprisingly diverse bunch
2: yes
1: yeah um, it's very clear that like some of them they really either take after take after arthur or molly
2: and that's the other thing that for whatever reason, I had, like, some of it of a similar picture in my head of what, like, the two of them looked like. Um, whereas, it's very clear in the book that they are sort of tweedledy and tweedledum, like, t- very tall, skinny, short and plump.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, despite, you know, enjoying things like, you know, hang gliding and roller coasters, from the description of flu travel, I would get so motion sick during that. <laughs> it sounds you, you,
2: hellish. You You don't like teacups. You like forward motion Forward motion up. is my
0: friend, yes. That's what I prefer. <laughs> Otherwise, gotcha. give me my Dramamine, please, dear God. Uh, tongue, 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 toffee, So I'm going to mispronounce that every single time it appears, if it ever appears again, which I kind of hope it does, uh, proves a prior theory we had, I think it was a book ago, with respect to the Marauder's Map, that all inventions in the wizarding world are driven by desires to inflict pranks or be impish. It seems well, we to are me, living in, like,
1: the, the well, British public school system well that but
2: also we are dealing with the two pranksters of the book that are like the biggest pranksters since harry's dad yeah and
0: harry's dad and gang invented one of the most powerful magical objects known to the wizarding world or not known for that matter i'm very curious to see what these guys what potential of these guys (laughs) is you know they seem to be lacking in ambition but they're not lacking in ability or the willingness to put in a lot of time to be unambitious
2: Yep. I mean, the two of them together could accomplish a lot.
0: Clearly. Um, I'll just be very interested to see whether... Do they just keep being one-off joke characters in each book, or is their ingenuity eventually going to be, like, driving for the plot? Don't know yet, but Tum Tum Toffee gives suggestions that these guys can accomplish whatever they set their minds to. It's just a shame that it's, you know, the infliction of pain on their fellow man. <laughs> Which, speaking of, dear God, are these our heroes? Question <laughs> mark. They, the amount of happiness and glee they have at the suffering they inflicted on Dudley honestly makes me uncomfortable. These guys are uproariously laughing that they damn near killed this kid.
2: I mean, there is the consistency that, that I am going to stick with until <laughs> I, I am proved otherwise that Harry is just a terrible person telling a story from his perspective and justifying it.
0: I think one of my ultimate fears about this or discomforts I have with this is I know that probably of all the Weasleys, I'm the most Percy. And I think you guys (laughs) might agree on that. Which means that if I was ever exposed to Fred and George, I don't think that they would like me, which would mean in very short order, I would really not like them. Because if they're not 100% with you, they are 100% delighting at your expense.
2: I mean, I, I think the big difference, and we found this out over a decade ago, is... Percy's not a good sport, and you are, and <laughs> I do have that you face. don't, like, you mess with people that are bad sports until they break, mm. yeah. and that's the difference.
0: Yeah. What's your over-under on when Percy just straights murders somebody? There's going to be a time, if he hasn't already.
2: I was going to say, you think he hasn't? Yeah, yeah. But- <laughs> because, like, with all the things that roam the halls on a semi-regular basis, and he's the one monitoring them, oh, that kid that I hate is out when there's a basilisk? I should tell him, but, oh, he disappeared down the hall way too fast for me to say something. Yeah, Whoopsies.
0: It, yeah, Percy going full like Jack the Ripper and just murdering people to quote-unquote improve society doesn't see that far out of reach for him.
2: I I think it's more like he would put people in situations that they would end up not surviving as opposed to he saw. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, a little less devious and a little bit more opportunistic.
0: Gotcha. Uh, I'm very much amused that the one they fear is Molly Weasley and it's just universally understood. Like to the point that the dad though pissed doesn't want to deploy the (laughs) nuclear option of his own wife. Uh, just the moment she arrives in the scene everything stops and it takes you know Hermione to convince Ron they need to go upstairs because good god Ron is a moron in this chapter uh, <laughs> uh, yeah I mean, there, in this re- chapter there are relative levels of Ron of, of Ron being a moron this one is high and also oddly enough he's kind of a dick to everybody too including a miniature owl named Pig which just feels like it's a crime to be unpleasant to that kind of creature um I'm not sure if it's I don't know. I got a bad read on Ron in this chapter, mostly because he was being, being being mean to Pig, but also kind of to everybody other than Harry at various points. And also, again, being an idiot at several moments, including with respect to going upstairs and also, really notable, disclosing to his sister that, you know, Harry has a connection to Sirius Black and may know where he is.
2: Not a good look. Yeah. not Not a good look for him. I I guess... I feel like maybe we shouldn't track this, but I am very curious. Are the main characters just rude to everybody? And cause Hermione not nice to a lot of her classmates and a lot of the teachers that she doesn't like want to learn from. So is everybody, you know, all three of the, these children that we're following that we're supposed to sympathize with, are they just terrible to everybody, but like each other, except they're terrible to each other. Not infrequently.
0: It almost seems like, this is a weird thing to say, given the other things we've seen of him, it seems like Harry is the most socially adept, of like, that, like in terms of, like, interaction with Percy's interaction with the family. Harry does pretty well with, like, the emotional social intelligence that both the other two kind of sort of lack to a certain degree.
2: Hermione, yeah, uh, Hermione, I, Hermione's I wonder better if part of seen. that is, like, he's an extrovert that has been starved for attention, and so like he'll pick up on social cues fast enough because he just wants to talk to people after being locked under the stairs <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. a lot of hermione's though i don't know if hermione's is necessarily intentional when she's purposely trying when she's trying or paying attention she's usually pretty civil and polite it's just that she often does not have time for that shit, or is distracted with other things we yeah are, we are going I mean, to have a lot of time classes. Oh,
1: well we are going to have a lot of time in the course of this particular book to test these theories i, I mean
0: are they, are they the three different aspects of the human consciousness a la Freud? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um,
1: There's a master's okay, thesis but, waiting to happen, Spencer. Uh, I, I, I imagine, bet it's
0: already out there. Oh, I'm sure Totally, it that's already been written.
1: Um, one scene in
0: my mind that really just crystallized, I think, my understanding of wizards now was when we went outside right when they have been asked to set the table to find the two older Weasley brothers are just flinging friggin' tables at each other. <laughs> So they're flying through the air, they're shattering the tables, and they're just reassembling them, and they're just finding this the just best sport ever. This just crystallized in my mind that wizards are like stereotypical bored gentry. They're spoiled, they're bored, they can do whatever they want to amuse themselves, and so they just destroy things, and then reassemble them and go back to being kind of bored again. <laughs> Really odd scene of where there's just casual destruction they're inflicting outside just because they have the power to fix it. And, you know, little details like something getting broken apart don't matter
1: to them. Well, it's better than, you know, muggle boys of similar ages who just shoot fireworks at each other without any hope of actually healing the thing when it's done.
0: Yeah, they've got a, bit, a, much, a more, much more effective reset button than they do. So, that, you know, that works in their favor. <laughs> um, we get Percy again, which is just interesting. Uh, (laughs) I feel like, you know, BJ, I'm going to dispute you a little bit. I feel like he is the most ideal possible bureaucrat. That he would just excel at just the utter tedium of, you know, a member of the civil service. Not like a Sir Humphrey, but, you know, a few steps below him kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, I think he would be the best, like, IRS, like, coming agent, like, coming through books and gleefully finding any error and like demanding payment immediately.
0: I wouldn't want, even want him as a middle manager or anything like that, but it's just like an agent assigned to a particular task. He's going to excel at that. Just don't maybe, you know, avoid the Peter principle and don't promote him. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, as, as no. oddly enough, that report about cauldrons, is it, does it say something about me? I kind of want to read a copy of that report. <laughs> it actually sounded kind of interesting.
1: Yes, it says, yeah, it says a lot says- of things about you, Spencer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I figured it would. But he, he was saying that, and Harry was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And I'm like, yeah, that actually does. Can we hear about that? And then I'm cursing Ron as he's pulling us out of frame. No, no, wait. Oh, well. Um, I do enjoy how polite Harry is by comparison with Percy, and I'm amused that he's the only one that really is. I imagine Hermione would be if she would have to be, but she seems to actively avoid, avoid being within 15 feet of him. So maybe not nobody else even tries uh we get further evidence for one of my favorite house theories that molly weasley is quietly the most powerful wizard in the world
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that she has a limited scope of focus but in that scope she's friggin tom bombadil in terms of just immediate command of the world and atmosphere around her which is casual ability she literally yes. has potatoes jump out of their skins because she's annoyed now, i we're...
2: mean this mm-hmm. scene sort of really reminded me of the Sorcerer's Apprentice. It, it is mm, every mm-hmm. scene with
0: her and her magic is that, yes,
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: uh, and it just keeps coming. Just she apparates things out of midair. You know, you know. Admittedly, we get to see was it Bill that, re, that rebuilt the table outside? I really confused the two. Uh, one of the two older Weasleys.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: remember. One? I mean, we do see the Weasleys as a family, though they are just poo-pooed on by more you know, genteel wizard society are actually Mm kind of strong, at least a few of them are, Molly in particular. Arthur, eh, we haven't seen as much there, and I'm inclined to think he may not be quite as strong. but
2: but, So you say may not be quite as strong, but I'm pretty sure he makes all of the things that he shouldn't have.
1: Yes, so like the the Port Anglia, he, he did do that himself.
2: Right.
0: I'll, I'll rephrase them. His specialty seems to be on the tinkering, building kind of magical use, which is more rare in this setting rather than the flashy wave spells kind of magical use. At least not mm-hmm. the way we've seen so far. Yeah. So it's more of a different focus, whatever else. But again, when you're you know apparently married to the god of this universe, you're always going to st- always <laughs> always going to be look a little bit less in comparison.
2: I mean, it's Q and James Bond, right? The, <laughs> Molly Weasley is James
0: Bond. I like that comparison. I'm with you. Uh, again, Crookshanks arriving tail tall as a flag running through the scene and going after garden gnomes that cat had a good day (laughs) looks like like crookshanks always has a good day crookshanks Crookshanks just seems like he knows how to have fun
2: crookshanks has a good day unless the uh some of the ulterior motives of this book get in the way where everybody has a bad day
0: (laughs) hey crookshanks is usually the one that apparently then fixes things or at least knows how to fix things so you know crookshanks may still be coming up okay again house theory crookshanks is actually dumbledore in, in in cat form um, the fact that apparently Bertha Jorkins has now been missing for two weeks and nobody has called the police or sent out any feelers is really disturbing about the wizarding world.
2: Uh, well, there are many disturbing things about Bertha Jorkins that I think might bleed over into questions which can't be answered. But it's just like, if you are the murders mundane? Or are they not detected? I mean, there just seems to be so many things around wizards that like the Ministry of Magic should be doing, but either aren't because of plot device or aren't because of uh, just general negligence is interesting.
0: It just seems like the general way people carry themselves in the wizarding world is just so self-focused and so not really caring about the broader perspective that they really do rely on someone actually caring to complain. In the event that they don't, eh. Well, apparently it's not a big enough issue to look into. spider Pack that a member of government has been missing for two weeks. Probably a person in at least a significant enough position to merit a note. Uh, Gnomes having fun with crookshanks was good and all, but uh, outdoor cats are a problem, people. Usually the the gnome stand-ins don't get away, keep that in mind. Uh, Mm -hmm. Harry pisses me off like nobody else, just because he repeats the thing that I've so often referenced that pisses me off. Sarah, you referenced it in the recap. But Harry's active convincing himself that he doesn't need to tell people about the key plot item He's getting old. It is a trope upon tropes. It, it, I, I suppose at this point it is consistent. It is an aspect of his personality that he will always do this. But And does it piss me off. You think he yeah. would learn, but pattern recognition and Harry do not go hand in
1: hand. Yeah, don't also, expect this to change for a while, Spencer. I well, know. didn't
2: he hear Bertha Jorkins in his dream? He
0: did, but he and... immediately started to forget
2: it. Okay, like, I was, it, that was just a sort of another thing that, like, it's kind of fading out, but, like, it's like, we got peppered with the, like, hey, do you remember this name? Like, I'm gonna say it again. And then once more, because if you didn't remember, you should remember this name, even though Harry doesn't, because he has to not, not, not that he'd actually talk to anybody about it if he did, but... <laughs>
0: yeah at this point we have the advantage over harry we have superior knowledge to him despite the fact we saw it through his perspective um which is gonna be an interesting dynamic going forward where we're because of what harry saw we're gonna know things that harry now doesn't
2: and given that that harry's the one that's writing this do you think he just like is like oh like if i'd only realized and remembered at the time that they were talking about bertha jorkins
0: Okay, I, I don't see this as Sam, Samwise Gamgee writing this at the end. I don't imagine that <laughs> Harry ultimately going to be the writer in this story. This is very much omniscient narrator style, I think. But I'm ready to be proven wrong come the end. If this is some <laughs> epilogue of where Harry's putting his final signature on this book to make all the millions that add to the already millions he has, I mean, that could happen. I just don't think it's been structured in that kind of way.
2: Nobody had a high school experience that was quite as scarring as mine
0: oh god it mm. doesn't even work too. the scar you know? <laughs> okay but Sarah tell us who's the winner who are the winner and who are the losers of this chapter okay
1: so I think that you know we have a lot of characters in this chapter who are annoyed at him pretty consistently but Percy seemed to have had a really lovely day Percy is
0: exactly where he wants to be in life but- <laughs> He's that kind of person of where I would, I don't think I'd ever want to walk in your shoes, but I'm really glad they're comfy for you.
1: He got to he, write a he report. He was interrupted. And, what was that, BJ?
2: He was interrupted while he was working.
1: I know, but he kind of enjoyed yelling at them. I think he, there was a, he gle- a yes. gleam in his eye. That, there is yeah.
2: that. He, he got to do the uh, hall monitor thing of stop being so loud out there. So mm-hmm. pluses and minuses there. Yes. Um, I would say that I think Fred and George had a really good day
1: they had a sort of good day, but I think they got a dressing down from Molly Weasley that, um... How often do you think that occurs? Pretty frequently, but Molly looked particularly mad. I, <laughs> even I just imagine of, even that after. this is
2: like, this is a normal Thursday. Like, they, you know, they build up some goodwill the first couple of days, but by Thursday...
1: <laughs> that, that, that might be true. Um... Yeah, I, but, they might, I mean, they but, did They did get to test their product um, and successfully test their product, which they were clearly very excited about. Oh,
0: but they didn't get to see it, though, yeah. and you know how much they would have wanted to see it in action.
1: That's true. Yes, that, that is absolutely that true. That is a great
2: thing about wanting to see things come to fruition. I, I do I do sympathize um, with them there. Uh, but worry. yeah, so I 100% agree that Percy had the, the day of his of his choosing but we do have a loser
1: we do have a loser and i would like to put forth for your consideration one molly weasley
2: (laughs) fair enough
0: this is a person that is kind of the end of the rope when it comes to her family
1: yes and you know there are certain things that her family particularly fred and george uh do that she finds exasperating but somewhat charming and struggles to keep a straight face while yelling at them. Uh, this was not one of those days.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it seems like it's just been building when it comes to Fred and George, where they've been especially bad lately, and she, or at least she's yes. just started catching them lately, and this is just adding salt to the wound.
1: I, and I, I think that we get a, a fair amount of evidence that Molly Weasley has had a bad summer.
2: <laughs> Possibly. Especially having all the kids in the same place at the same time. Hmm.
1: Oh, yeah, God.
0: the Weasley f- Weasley family during COVID. That is a special that would be interesting to watch.
1: Oh boy, um, he, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm,
2: I'm, so I'm, I'm
1: imagining them all walking around in masks and sort of bumping into things. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go with Molly as a a Weasley winner and a Weasley loser this week. Yeah, as befits the wizard Weezes.
2: So it's Arthur and Molly plus seven.
1: Mm-hmm. Man. You
0: know, really, when you put it like that, Arthur really apparently had a good friend. That's a lot of tickets, isn't it?
1: Yes. And well, actually, I've well, it's even pres- more than, yeah, go ahead.
2: I presume that boxes are, like, accommodate whoever's there, okay, as bro. opposed to, like, there are four seats at the 50-yard line.
0: Wait, wait, yeah. they're getting a box? They're getting
2: box seats?
1: They, they what, are even- in box seats, Yes.
2: Dear Lord, even more then. Well, but the boxes are going to float, and so you have a lot of Z space to work <laughs> in. It's fine, Spencer.
1: But it does <sighs> end up, It it is, the people who are actually going to the match are the seven Weasley children, Arthur, Harry, and Hermione.
2: Molly oh, does not go.
1: go. No, she is going to um, Diagon Alley to do the school shopping for everyone. <laughs>
2: She's just the get, best, isn't she? I mean, I also get the sense that she's not really a Quidditch fan. Probably not. still,
1: come on. But a, Molly come on, might enjoy having right a there. day to herself.
2: That's what I, oh, the other okay. side is just oh, like. Yeah. Mm,
1: Actually, I'm putting myself in Molly's this. shoes.
0: <laughs> Molly is having a shopping
2: and wine day and having a blast.
1: A nice day in Diagon Alley sounds great. <laughs> I mean, I might pick up. I also
2: up kind a... of feel like with with the amount of power that she's shown, does she really need to go there? Or can she just like get the shopping done? No, it, and... it's, it's the
0: process which is so appealing. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so, questions. Well, oh. Yes. A quick one to start. Uh, who is Hermes? And have we heard of Hermes before? They,
2: that was my first question too.
0: I yeah, Name drop a Hermes with that explanation. Don't yeah,
1: there. no, Hermes is Percy's owl. Um, he's the one that he got when he became a prefect, which is how Ron got scabbers. Ow. Do so you I feel know like, the name
0: before?
1: I, I feel like it was probably briefly mentioned, um, but it would have been just another very quick drop in.
0: Okay. Mm. <laughs> they just name drop Hermes like we know who the hell that is, and yeah. I'm assuming this is an owl, but is and, there just a person named Hermes that lives in their house? That
1: wouldn't well, seem I that weird in their
2: house. To figure out whether they had another house owl and they were just torturing Errol. Oh.
1: No, this is this is specifically Percy's owl.
2: That makes more sense, um, sort of makes more sense because where are all of the other creatures that presumably are there with all of the other wizards? but
1: not we're gonna every put that wizard aside. has a creature,
2: just the ones that are important enough in the story to be mentioned.
1: Well, Percy was a prefect b j <laughs> <laughs> What about his, his
2: girlfriend anyway,
1: we saw her for like a hot minute once. Actually, <laughs> ne- Neville's got a
0: toad. He doesn't seem that important to the story. So, you know, there, there's, a, there's unimportant characters that we know have
2: pets. Just you wait, Henry Eggins. Just you wait.
0: Neville's going to be important. Neville.
2: Um, so Breathe tell me what a care. banker does at Gringotts.
1: Um, so actually, the, at Gringotts, the goblins are really the bankers. Um, what it turns okay. out that Bill does is that he's actually a curse breaker. And so he does okay. a lot of work in Egypt.
2: So oh, good Lord, when, when you rubber. say yes, he is. <laughs> so, so so this is very British. This yes. is like the most British of the British.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um, does he get some sort of dispensation to do the what others might consider piracy? And is there like a is curse breaker like that? We're putting a nice face on looter. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Are there other curse breakers?
1: Um. I mean, now that we. Some- specifically meat but I I don't know it is like a job title so
2: was there some Spanish gold that needed to have some curses broken in the new worlds (laughs) that
0: now that I know this is his job if you want to portray him as cool I think Indiana Jones would have been more successful that that's basically literally his
2: job
1: yes he is he is a very Indiana Jones character Um, and that's why
2: he's probably the antagonist in Indiana Jones (laughs) (laughs) he's Belloc Fine,
1: okay, that works. <laughs> um, but that's why in the second book, second book, third book, third book, I'm sorry, that's why the entire Weasley family went to Egypt with their money, with their winnings from the Daily Prophet.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, he could break into King Tut's tomb?
1: No, well, what, no, it was to visit Bill in Egypt. Oh, okay. He, so he oh, was to there, smuggle things there back in yes. their... Yeah, he's using in the, the f- family for
0: cover, clearly.
1: Yes. In the false bottom of their traveling Jess.
2: molly the mule weasley
0: <laughs> oh god that's her time left She's gone from james bond to the mule in one episode
1: oh boy
2: i th- there is no way that, that james bond was not used to smuggle things all of the time oh, oh my god yeah, anyway
0: the, the narcotics on that man as he crossed state lines um uh, question for me with the uh weasley twins talking about opening a joke shop i don't expect necessarily to be an answer for this but what kind of regulations or laws would be in place on them doing that it, it seems like there'd be some ministry rules in effect, and if there aren't, people are going to die.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> Just they're gonna feed
0: people things.
1: Well, you FDA know, FDA compliance.
0: We, God help us.
1: What we what we do learn um, is <laughs> is that everything they make and do is temporary. So the tun-tong coffee, tun-tong toffee, <laughs> good grief. Um, well, it's either temporary or, <laughs> while they did not seem to drop one for Dudley, um, it has like a, an antidote included in the package with it.
0: Gotcha. Well, let me reassure you that though physical symptoms can be temporary, emotional harm can be long-lasting. Trust me, I'm a lawyer. I've made the argument. <laughs>
1: I mean, so, this is a world where like acid pops are a thing that people regularly buy for fun. So as we discussed before, there are no
0: counselors in the wizarding world, nor apparent need for them. <laughs> we just so walk around with our trauma. Diagon
2: and Proportion are both more tightly regulated than Diagon in terms of the, the streets that have shops in them. <laughs> um, it, the, the shops there are, you might say a little bit more askew. And so, you know. More things are allowed to go on.
0: (laughs) At least that one was vaguely clever. Uh, You got another one, BJ? Not not puns. puns.
1: (laughs) No, no, not that.
2: (laughs) I mean questions. Um, I I I think well, my my main question that that I vaguely mentioned that I quote unquote wasn't going to ask, but I Mm -hmm. hundred percent am. Mm -hmm. um, What things are picked up on and regulated by the Ministry of Magic? or is that really going to be a plot device, and we'll find about it later?
1: Um, as far as remind me what what we were talking about when this question so first came up.
2: Presumably, there was a reasonable amount of magic that inflamed Harry's scar, perhaps, mm. um, and the killing of somebody. Mm-hmm. Is that was that just not picked up, or is that going to be a plot point where we have like a Hydra? Hail Hydra moment in, in the wizarding world of the Ministry of Magic.
1: Um, I think that it's a, it's honestly kind of both. I mean, it's anything that is, and, and we have hinted at this and kind of discussed around this before, but anything that is, is specifically between Harry and Voldemort is always fraught in understanding like what type of magic that even is. And whether the ministry Mm -hmm. has any reasonable means of control of control of it, but also even knowing that it's happening. Um, Gotcha. Yeah. Harry and Voldemort, very tricky on the speaking through the force. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're,
2: you know, and Spencer's going to be really excited, you know, as we get to explore this like Jedi dyad kind of thing. (laughs) Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Spencer, do you have any more?
0: I have one last one. Uh, Practically speaking... How have the twins been punished over the course of their career for their increasingly dangerous or destructive shenanigans? Like, what, is, what are the standard ways by which one pu- punishes a disobedient wizarding child?
1: I think they mostly have to denome the garden.
0: Oh, dear Lord, the crimes that are inflicted upon them.
1: <laughs> it seems Christian to be mostly chores.
0: Enjoy that. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Clearly, they just need a family cat.
0: <laughs> that would solve the problem and also <laughs> result in offerings on their front door all the time.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. boy.
1: Um, any other questions?
2: uh i think that's it for this chapter
1: okay so um, go ahead
2: i was gonna say spencer have you do you have your your notes that you continually write down in books that that now you will understand things
0: uh i can add something to it if you'd like what 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 it's do
2: not I... add to it but
0: oh, oddly enough wizarding wises never made that list apparently no it was...
2: but the portkey is oh. our next chapter
0: all right yeah that one is on the list well, next time we get to learn
1: about port keys. <laughs> It's a boot. <laughs> you know. Okay. All will become clear, Spencer. <laughs> you know,
0: often my imagination doesn't aim high enough, but this time, this time, well,
2: maybe there's an no old lady that lives in there that'll be the port key. There it is. I don't. I
0: don't have relative size. Okay, my my childhood imagination is still happy.
1: Yes, there is no banana for scale here.
0: <laughs> all right, y'all. Just this the moon. Till next time, when we find out what the port key is and what it has to do with an old boot, looking forward to it.